0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on this episode, I asked a question If it snows this holiday season, who's going on my tires?
1: And Max, just so you know, larger than life is just the right size.
0: We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas.
1: But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with
0: beards. I'm Max.
1: And I'm Daniel.
0: And we both have opinions.
1: So let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers.
0: So, Daniel, very special episode today. Yes. We took a week off because Daniel and I are both cooks in our group. So we take Thanksgiving week off
1: I and mean, when you take it very seriously. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes and because Thanksgiving falls really on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which is our planning, recording, editing days, we right. decided we were going to do a very lovely special episode, and what are we going to be
1: talking about today, Daniel? Today, we are going to be talking about that iconic cult classic, Tu Wang Fu... Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar.
0: Now, I know it's a special episode. Mm-hmm. I don't usually like to do a, a personal catch-up because it's not mm-hmm. relevant, but I have to say this morning, I woke Bug up to get his food in him. Uh-huh. And he's he was on the smaller bed, uh-huh. which he's not used to, so he stretched his legs out and rolled off the side of it. <laughs> and our poor little dog, he's he's very old, and so it, he do, he did does the turtle thing a little bit, and he was there like that, ah, and he, he got back up on his legs, but I just have to say... While well, I was doing my notes this morning, so I was sitting there doing my notes. I, I just love Bug rolling off.
1: <laughs> he needs a little life alert. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up.
0: He <laughs> looks a little drunk, um, which we're going to probably be a little bit by the end of this episode because it's 11am But and we're about to get in the car. But what are we drinking, Daniel? <laughs>
1: Today we are having a lovely apple cider mimoso. Listeners, all you need is apple cider and champagne. Yeah, That's it. There you go. Simple, sweet, to the point. Cheers. Cheers. Husband is
0: doing his one right now. Yep. As the Hubs makes his delicious drink, mm-hmm. what are your experiences with small town
1: America? Well, I grew up in small town America, <laughs> but not quite like this. It's had more people than my small town.
0: <laughs> Have you experienced the small town of Snydersfield in that sort of sense?
1: Um, I would say yes. Like there's wide spots in the road essentially that you know, yeah. there's a few little buildings clustered together and there's a community of sorts. They may not take to outsiders. Um, They very much keep to their own. So, yeah, I totally understand where the queens are coming from with us.
0: I've not experienced small-town America like that. I've I've experienced smaller towns. I think Mm. aesthetically I've experienced it. Oh, yeah. In sense of Golden, Colorado, which is very, like, aesthetically like that, but Mm. obviously more of a a bigger city. Mm -hmm. And likewise, I've experienced the car adventure we had over new juneteenth weekend but that wasn't aesthetically like small town america but right. my god were we in the middle of fuck nowhere
1: i mean the the you know mentality that was there the yeah. mindset
0: yes so but no i've not actually have to say been prolonged stuck in small town america for three days waiting for my car to be fixed though we would have
1: you very well would have I would have found a way to come get you. (laughs) I believe the episode
0: actually was called Tu Wang Fu. Thanks for nothing, Julie Newmar. (laughs) And we've also used Tu Wang Fu as a graphic. So um, this is the finally, we're actually going to talk about Tu Wang Fu. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) And I do believe this is a perfect opportunity to start discussing Tu Wang Fu. Released in 1995, Tu Wong Fu and Thanks for Everything Julie Newmar, which will at this point be referred to as Tu Wong Fu, tells the story of three drag queens attempting to drive from New York to LA to compete in the Miss Drag Queen of America pageant.
1: So when their car breaks down, the three queens find themselves stranded in small town
0: America. With the residents believing them to be size women, the trio worked their magic on the town, inspiring them to find their voices and be true to themselves.
1: Yay. Yay.
0: Daniel, what is your history with this movie?
1: So, unlike some of the other films that we've talked about, that I saw, like, middle school, high school, I don't remember seeing Tu Long Fu all the way through until undergrad.
0: Yes, I was about the same.
1: It was, and I don't know why, that that's the thing, like, I had seen priscilla i knew the birdcage but this one for some reason did not know until undergrad
0: i'd heard of it i think i'd seen the video i don't remember ever being on television i yeah i watched a lot of queer movies growing up that my parents actually had watch had us watch so i remember them showing us the birdcage priscilla was huge Mm -hmm. as a film that just so happened to be a queer film my parents right. adored it they loved Australian comedy mm-hmm. it was the height of Australian comedy at the time you had Strictly Ballroom you had Muriel's Wedding that film I remember seeing but I would never have dared really as an adolescent go out to buy the DVD or VHS
1: it's one of those situations now that you mention it like I don't remember seeing this on television yeah. like, I think I had to stream it on Netflix the first time I ever saw it like early Netflix at that so I, I think that was my history of it. It's like Yeah, cuz I don't remember seeing it on cable even in like undergrad. I think like I had to be linked up to do streaming for it. I
0: think I remember it was consi- it was considered and this is like we're going to discuss the American remake of Priscilla, so it wasn't <laughs> really shown. And then I think I bought it out of curiosity when I was getting into queer cinema mm-hmm. and starting to see stuff. I bought it and I remember I really enjoyed it. But it was a long time even after that before we got to that that point of understanding it mm-hmm. which actually conveniently brings us onto our next section <laughs> Right This, this is, is not, not a Priscilla, Priscilla remake. remake A year before on Fu in 1994 the world experienced the adventures of Priscilla Queen of the Desert This movie sent three drag queens one of which is a trans woman, we mm-hmm. shall point out, yes. across the Australian outback to experience small-town life and car troubles. Sounds familiar.
1: <laughs> They're very similar in storyline. The films have nothing to do with each other, with Two Long food's production already in motion by the time of Priscilla's release.
0: The biggest difference is that Priscilla handles LGBTQ plus issues head-on. No one is under the illusion that they are sized women, though I said one is trans, which not only adds to the quirkiness in the comedy, it makes it a slightly deeper, darker movie
1: a lot deeper I would say
0: so again Daniel I ask you what is your relationship with Priscilla but in relation to 2-1-Fu
1: so I'm team Priscilla yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it don't get me wrong 2-1-Fu quote classic I watch it I enjoy it but Priscilla hands down I'm like yes every time
0: we are planning to do Priscilla aren't we at some point yes, yes. I, I think
1: we're planning on doing Priscilla after the new year yeah
0: I, Priscilla's um, a, 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 it's an amazing film yeah but it's films better it's mm-hmm. got some they really use the outback and the colors you have the culture clash comedy but it's also whereas in 2 one Foo they are they spend their whole time in drag again we'll discuss that in a second
1: yeah
0: Priscilla they go in and out of drag
1: right it's more realistic
0: but there's a lot of danger, and there's yes. there's a, there's a scene where they there's you know, tension, there's tension, and there's one. There's that one scene where they they go through a town in drag purely because someone had a childish bet going on, and that makes it funny, and they justify a lot of it. Uh, the big real big difference I think was that though, Priscilla had names in it at the time. I see Guy Pearce had it was only launching his career because of Neighbors. Bill Hunter, who plays the main guy, yeah. um, the straight guy in it was a big Australian actor I think he was in Muriel's Wedding mm-hmm. um, and Terence Stamp was the only real name and actually they wanted Colin Firth but that was another story
1: Ooh. another story for another, another podcast
0: yeah. yeah but whereas on Foo with uh, John Leguizamo, who I think was still kind of launching
1: he was launching at that point but yes.
0: Patrick Swayze and, and um, God what's going Wesley on Snipes. Wesley Snipes were both big action stars yes. at the time
1: they had a name
0: they had a name they had names and so it had and then you go into Stockard Channing, Blythe Danner. Mm-hmm. The names were really big in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas, so that was the sort of thing. where I think Two Wang Fu was is a far more mainstream movie, even though it was edgy at the time.
1: I mean, there was audience appeal, put it that way, maybe.
0: Yes. So the big thing we just mentioned, mm-hmm. and it's the one thing actually now that comes up, is the creative choice to have all three leads. Aside from the first scene where you see them get ready,
1: with Salt and Pepper playing in the Salt background, Salt
0: Pepper playing, <laughs> I am body beautiful. In, and
1: where is the body? <laughs> where
0: is the body? But they're in drag the whole time.
1: Yes, literally, literally.
0: <laughs> um, and that has become up for debate mm-hmm. because one of the big issues that comes up, not with just this film, I want—I don't want to generalize, but I'm gonna be blunt—any queer film. The, the second it comes out it's out of date let's face it yeah is that some culture has changed culture has changed is the language used in it uh, and that is something when hopefully people are going to go out there and, and watch this movie I believe it's available on Amazon now to rent but I don't mm-hmm. think it's on a free it's, I don't think it's free anymore. No, no I think it's a... Netflix removed it well yeah. not removed it but they no longer have it as part of their accessible library yeah but no, when you see it, you're, you're going to experience like lots of language. They break down what a difference between a drag queen and a trans person is. And even then, that, uh, yeah. that those lines are now blurred because of the gender queer movement, which is fantastic. But people now are, are starting to like find, the lines aren't as strict as they were considered back then.
1: Right. It, it was one of these that I remember, um, that was one of the things that I remember from watching it the first time in undergrad. I was like, oh, those definitions, even then, because that would have been, like, 2009. I was like, oh, that's... That, we're, we're already starting to be like, oh, we're moving away from that. I mean, it's not like it is today, but it was like, oh, we, we, we're we not quite saying it, phrasing it. That so
0: way. the question I have for you though, Daniel, is do you, if you were to watch it now with fresh eyes, would mm-hmm. you? what would you consider the orientation, gender identity of the characters?
1: Oh, that is a great question. Um because I've been debating about that for most of the time with them you know quote unquote staying in drag the entire time I would consider them trans trans yeah potentially Yeah.
0: you would say if someone you think anyone watching it now would go it's a story of three trans women who yeah who do perform in drag but Mm
1: -hmm. going across America yeah yeah I, I think I think we've shifted that one that I wouldn't necessarily say that they're drag queens
0: yeah so I had to look online about this mm-hmm. and I was curious to see like if there was any definition because some could just say actually this was done because it's somewhat just misunderstood drag queens at the mm-hmm. time, which you know could be the case, let's face it. It's it though there was drag was going very mainstream, um mm-hmm. RuPaul who does cameo in this yeah. in a really good role, yeah. um, you know, does you know hadn't really defined it yet. So the writer of the film, Douglas Carter Bean, um, is quoted as saying, it was about the Fancini illusion. It's about the work that goes into the art form. It was never meant to be an absolutely truthful documentary look at drag.
1: So writer-journalist Naveen Kumar says that to Too Long Fu's drag performances remain completely unbroken throughout the film's entirety, heightens the movie's extreme emphasis on beauty and artifice.
0: We're going to go back and we're going to reflect on the film after we've gone through it. Um, right. But I do, for me... My only vibe is that it takes. Yes, you have that countdown to destruction. Will they be discovered? Mm-hmm. But because they're not in, because they're in drag the whole time, and they are presenting as women, you do remove the ch- any chance the film has of discussing LGBT issues. Right. It could potentially at the end be it becomes a, a, something about acceptance at the end. But I think that's. Yes, I get it. It's about that. It's about that extreme, but Priscilla and I don't, We don't want to turn this into a. We actually, I think, at one point, we were like, could we do a Priscilla 2 on foo, you know, mash up and maybe and we. then might, we said you no. Know, may, maybe ones we might after we do Priscilla and actually right. have a big discussion because I think yeah. that they present two films. We well, might be a fun roundtable. Ooh yeah. Um, is discussing because Priscilla, you have was it AIDS freaks written on their bus, don't you? Oh, yeah. And it really does present the LGBT story right. whereas this is a small town meets big town sort of
1: yeah but I mean Priscilla is also dealing with you know issues of drug abuse and suicide and you know the trans issue as well
0: and putting a biscuit in your penis right did you know that he's called Trumpet her, you know Bernadette loses her husband he's called Trumpet because he had a far skin so big he could put a digestive biscuit and it would look like a Trumpet
2: <laughs> That's it. It's deleted
0: from the film. It's on the DVD. We'll yeah, yeah. probably cut this bit, but it's in. They bring it into the musical. They do have that line in there. I don't know why they called Trumpet, and you never. I, I just, and they never explain it.
1: I just thought it was a quirky nickname. I didn't realize that there was that.
0: Before we move on, got a couple of little bits of trivia. Okay. We can, we can divulge, and then we can go forward and start breaking down, I still think, a very excellent and rather enjoyable movie. Yes,
1: yes,
0: I agree. So, I'll go first, because I'm the prettiest.
1: Oh, yes. Age before beauty, dear. Age before beauty. It's
0: true. <laughs> Death before dishonor. Um, <laughs> that's a line from um, Sister Act Musical. I she goes, He goes. Age of Beauty, death before Father's <laughs> Writer Douglas Carter Bean, who I should have looked up, but I know he's done a ton of stuff and he's still very much involved in, in the industry, mm-hmm. was inspired by an anti gay propaganda film called The Gay Agenda. Of that film, Bean said, There's a scene where they show drag queens going through a town and an narrator is warning the viewers that these people will take over your town. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, just so you know, listeners, Actors Wesley Snipes and John Lugazzano, whom the role of Chi-Chi Rodriguez was specifically written for, both immediately said yes. Starring.
0: Mm. Whereas when it came to Vida Vida Bohem, which makes more sense if you've seen um, Rent, many actors were considered. And those included Robert Downey Jr., William Baldwin, Gary Oldman, Matthew Broderick, James Spader, John Cusack, Mel Gibson... Robert Sean Leonard I don't know who he is Mm. Willem Dafoe he would have been very weird John Turturro again weird Matt Dillon very cute but not old enough Mm. Rob Lowe well let's face it the movie star John Stamos Um, Johnny Depp Tom Cruise and finally Robin Williams and actually Robin Williams I was also reading Spielberg was really curious about the script and had Robin Williams read it to him on a plane and just was completely blown away and they wanted him for a bigger role and he was like if I'm not one the leads, I, I will just. He knew he would distract, so that's why he took on yes. that small little cameo in uh-huh, it. But uh-huh. he said that was as far as he was going to go. Hmm. Well,
1: there we go.
0: Yeah, he's John Jingleheimer Schmidt.
1: John Jingleheimer Schmidt. So, the title came from an autograph picture of Julie Newmar that Bean saw on the wall of a Times Square Chinese restaurant in the mid-1980s. Yeah,
0: So actually that image does somewhere whether or not it still actually exists. but it's, Somewhere in the universe. I'm sure there. there's a thousand original versions like there's a thousand <laughs> bits of wood from the crucifix.
1: Right. <laughs> Isn't it said yeah. that you could build like a million crosses with all the shards of true cross there was judges. a line in
0: Buffy if every vampire says it at the crucifixion was at a crucifixion it would have been like Woodstock I was at Woodstock I, stuck, I, I I. I. drank blood from a hippie and I saw my hands move for days <laughs> <laughs> <Let's start. laughs> well, we, how do we how do we get off topic already I don't know do you know what I think it's time to start the breakdown so with that let's charge our glasses fill up our tanks and hit the road with two Fu and thanks for everything Julie Newmar yes Our film, 2-1-Fu, opens with two of the 90s' biggest action stars, Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes, transforming into their drag personas.
1: Vida Boheme and Noxima Jackson take to the stage of New York City's Drag Queen of the Year contest, where after being judged by RuPaul herself playing Miss Rachel Tensions, they are declared joint winners.
0: The Rachel Tensions of it all.
1: Oh my gosh, that is probably one of the most iconic looks that RuPaul has ever done. So,
0: again, <laughs> if you haven't seen this, and we're hoping to encourage you to see this, RuPaul appears from the ceiling, descending in a confederate flag dress.
1: Yes, with the drag queen persona name of Rachel Tensions. It's
0: perfection.
1: Yes. <laughs> in this
0: scene, as well as RuPaul, though, you're go- we're going to get cameos from drag note Joey Arias... Lady Barney, who is stunning, Misunderstood, Candice Kane, who is now a legend in mm-hmm. the trans community, <laughs> Flotilla de Barge,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my personal favourite, Miss Coco Peru, mm-hmm. Lady Kateria, and gay British icon, the stately homo of British culture. Quentin Crisp.
1: Yes. So any drag queen that was a drag queen at that time is in this film. They filled it out. Yes. And they're all playing other contestants essentially. Yes. Or bits in the audience. Bunnies in,
0: in bunnies are, bunnies in the audience and yeah, yeah. Quentin Crisp's in the audience.
1: But Coco Peru is a contestant.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I love I'm still so determined to see Coco. Uh-huh. For me, this was actually a really weird scene because I was used to to I'd never seen drag pageants or heard of them. Right. Drag drag queens performed in pubs, lip syncing.
1: Fair, fair. They
0: didn't walk up and down a thing. I was like, so I was like already watching this, kind of going, this isn't real. This is completely does not make. It. I thought that was made up for the film.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I will say, like my first experience with drag queens, it was very much uh, sort of a. Nightclub routine of like, sort of like, oh, here's a drag queen performing inside yeah. of numbers. Like, and there she was.
0: The idea of them okay. just walking up and down. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, leaving the contest, they encounter little Latin boy in drag, Chi Chi Rodriguez.
0: I would like to point out that is what is Stipe's line, not Daniel's. <laughs> right.
1: Played by John Lugazzano, a rough around the edges newbie drag queen. Actually, a drag princess, mind you
0: inspired let me see it. after attending the after party for the drag contest inspired by a signed photo of the statuesque Miss Judy Umar, Vida persuades Noxima to take Chi Chi with them to the Miss Drag Queen of America pageant in
1: Hollywood but in order to do so they must trade in their plane tickets and drive across the country so we do have another couple of cameos in this scene mm-hmm. uh, do you want to name one of them uh, Robin Williams do
0: you want to name the second
1: I am blanking on the second.
0: Naomi Campbell. Oh,
1: okay. She
0: walks up to um, Vida and goes, I will never be... Oh, I wish I could be as beautiful as you one day. <laughs> and I think Noxima goes, mm, you can dream, darling.
1: <laughs> so you
0: do have this cameo from Robin Williams playing and he comes in and he helps them trade in their plane tickets and they work out they can they can afford a car.
1: Yeah.
0: Because Noxima does not get on a bus because she ain't Miss Rosa Parks. Right. She says, and we will say right now that if anything sounds slightly offensive, it's because we're saying the lines from the film, yes. not us. Yeah, There is a lot... This scene actually has a couple of lines because at one point, Vida talks about how she made Noxima and helped stop her looking like Mums Mabley, Yeah. who is a was, is a very niche reference. And we have been accused, accused by the hubs occasionally of niche referencing, but that is the niches of reference. Uh, Mums Mabley was one of the original um, iconic black comedians. Mm -hmm. And she um, has a I do believe, oh, oh, what's her name? Who played her in um, Marvelous Miss Maisel? Oh, I can't remember. But she did appear in Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was a bit of a, wow, that's a reference. (laughs) That's
1: a throwback.
0: (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, yeah, that is very offensive now. Uh Uh-huh. But you do get to see Robin Williams. Uh, yeah. It's always lovely when he appears in films in the 90s. Yes. So, yeah.
1: And this was pre Yeah, i
0: Yeah, oh, very close, close. to. Yeah. it. Was, he was really at the sort of height of his powers at that yeah. point. He actually never lost his powers, but right. pretty much every family film. Because then he kind of got a bit upsurped after this by Jim Carrey. There was only like one rubber face sort of person. Yeah. Like.
1: So this one would have been post-Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Yeah. So
0: he was, again, very family-friendly. Was it post-Aladdin as well? Yeah, in Hook. Hook, yeah. So he really was there. So for him to be in a film like this is absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. trio decide to visit a used car dealership where they are persuaded multiple times by the owner to take this slightly more safer but dour car that does not include a convertible roof. <laughs> they instead choose... Is it a Cadillac?
1: Yes. Yes, a Cadillac. But are told, do not choose style over substance. <laughs> so after a detour through Connecticut, Pennsylvania, who knows, they see Vita come face to face with her past. The trio head off into America's heartland.
0: Vito and Oxima use the drive to begin Chi-Chi's training to become a full-fledged drag queen with the four rules of drag.
1: The trio who have undertaken the journey in full drag Realize that they have to face their fears and check into a hotel.
0: Quick thinking by Chi-Chi sees them do so as disguised as female basketball players. Or Not so much disguised, but they are believed to be a group of female basketball players. Yes. Well, multiple levels of this one. I loved the bit where the mum comes out of the house.
1: She comes out of the house, stares via directly in the eyes, and then closes the door again. Let's
0: face it, if she was suspicious of a car outside their house, would have blatantly sent the help out?
1: Oh, yes. Would Absolutely.
0: have blatantly sent someone out and said, who's out there? It's like, there's a statuesque woman that looks a little bit like your son.
1: <laughs> Just right there. Just also, right there. she's quite older than, I think, what... She, she looks really old. <laughs> she does, but, I mean, she. we learned that she's a very spiteful person so maybe it's okay she's older
0: so when you look at this scene though the latest scene in retrospect so they have this really good drive that they're doing they're dancing in the car Mm -hmm. apparently that train legitimately was not planned they started dancing with them they end up, they don't want to go into hotel, they're in full drag. So again, you have this whole question of, why would you... If you know where you're going... Right. Well, you don't, because Vida rips the map up and goes, maps are cheap. I'm like, <laughs> no! <laughs>
1: Honey, do you, you don't have GPS! It's,
0: like, the fact they're still on target is something. Yeah. Like... Anyway, that's that's probably the most... That's the bit that really that's blows the un- my mind. That's the
1: unbelievable bit right there. <laughs> so, again,
0: I, I said we, we discussed already about why they're in full drag the whole time, but this scene kind of really questions that decision, and mm-hmm. you come across as, yeah, I know you should be out proud and loud and whoever you want to be. Right.
1: But if your safety's a risk, maybe you should blend in just a little bit better.
0: <laughs> and, of course, what's funny, it's funny they arrive at this hotel. It's presumed that they are part of this large group of female basketball players, being that they are women, they are statuesque women. Mm -hmm. Great. This scene has such different context now. There's a huge debate regarding trans people in sport and you're like, oh my God. Now it's people going, I told you there's drag queens sneaking into basketball all the time.
1: Right. I mean, this is probably what they're citing. As your yeah. sources, like this one film
0: Fox News. This documentary about <laughs> Julie Newmar
1: <laughs> shows that drag queens are infiltrating hey, cool. sports.
0: I also, and um, like, I kind of feel a bit disgusted. The, Annoyed by the scene where they buy the water in their bathing suits because they could have got out of drag and we could have had at least a brief two minutes of Patrick Swayze, who, if you haven't seen right. in the '90s, was the epitome of man. I'm, yeah. Yes. I'm the opening scene of Ghost is really great of him oh. and Tony Goldwyn.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. And they're dusty now. Oh, sorry. Anyway, Wait, side sorry. note: I <laughs> might have to go and knock one out quickly and come back to refresh mate head. <laughs> but no, but no, it is again. It, this, this implies where the fantasy lies in it. Yeah. It's really good. I, I you know Obviously, they, they, they get there. It's really funny. It Though it is negative to women and saying that women in sport are always so statuesque and manly. But again, right, right. so probably this is a, a scene that does not quite age well, but let's take, let's take it as But it's, then you get Wesley Snipes doing the... Yeah. And I love the fact he put his hair in pigtails. His pig wig tail. in pigtails is Wigs brilliant. Wigs
1: in pigtails. It's wonderful. So, the journey continues with Chi-Chi reading aloud the rather spicy Adventures of Laurizia, polar opposite to the children of the corn country that the Churio are driving through.
0: Literally, country roads lined with corn.
1: Which means this will end as great as anyone thinks it will.
0: And with that, we're going to take a brief pause, because Mm -hmm. this is where the movie puts on a new frock and tones change.
1: We are going to handle the next few points with all the emotion of British parents, so... Serious guys. Serious. Serious
0: faces. Right. The trio are pulled over by Sheriff Dollard, played by Chris Penn, for no real reason.
1: Vida is pulled out of the car as the driver, as her safety as the only Caucasian is questioned.
0: Again, that's shocking. Mm-hmm. The sheriff, for lack of a better phrase, attempts to rape Vida.
1: However, at that moment, Patrick Swayze remembered that they starred in the film Roadhouse and beat the living shit out of the sheriff, leaving him dead cold in the road.
0: Fleeing the scene of the crime, the sheriff drives to a rest stop, refreshing themselves, changing their looks, and acting like the last five minutes never happened. hmm Ignoring the disgusting sexual assault. Yes. They got changed in that bathroom. Oh!
1: oh. It was a horrible little nineteen fifty side of the road rest stop, and it looked every bit of it in the nineties when they were filming it, and it was just like, oh. But the thing is, you change an outfit, and you didn't commit a murder. So,
0: the thing is, and this is actually where again I don't want to—we're not going to compare this to Priscilla, but Priscilla, Priscilla, Priscilla handles tonal changes very well mm-hmm. because it has a musical. It's not afraid to bring it down mm-hmm. and that's what's so effective about it whereas this scene they never really quite handled this scene well it's no. played for comedy and I get it we, and it's
1: not that funny, funny.
0: <laughs> apparently though Patrick Swayze put a German sausage up his trousers oh. so when he grabs it Chris Penn's face is real he, he thought that Patrick <laughs> was packing which I like to think Patrick was packing anyway yes. so that look is real but no it, it's it's just not. It's it's handled, but not handled great, great. And yeah. I think they could. And they never really. And, and we will bring this up. They you know they 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 don't really address the fact that you know we obviously know that Dullard is alive, but mm.
1: they think that he's, that he's dead, dead, and they left the scene of a crime. So it's like all sorts of legal issues right there, just creeping in. Like, and like I said, changing outfit didn't happen. Didn't happen. And it's like. Mm. It's not the best. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: that's why we were to separate this. But now we return to our regularly scheduled programming. Well, we do, but the car doesn't.
1: (laughs) Recriminations fly to the tune of, no, I don't think so, honey, leading Chi-Chi being stripped of all her princess points.
0: However, the Latin Marilyn Monroe, her words, not ours, but I would say that as well, actually, redeems herself by flagging down a truck driven by one Mr. Bobby Ray.
1: Bobby Ray takes them to Snydersville, where local mechanic Virgil takes care of the car, while his wife, Carol Ann, played by Stockard Channing, offers them a room at the inn. Well. Mm-hmm. I
0: love this scene. I also love you doing an impression of John Aguilliamo, a <laughs> With Power, um, Michelle Williams doing an <laughs> impression of Justin Timberlake <laughs> via Britney Spears
1: <laughs> you're welcome now
0: Bobby Ray's played by on the London Brothers isn't he I do believe oh, I Jason know. London They, they oh, don't ever watch American Whale from Paris mm. you're probably going to notice throughout this telling mm. that we skip certain actors descriptions you may think that is because we don't consider them important because they're not iconic gay people you would be right. Um, <laughs> we don't know who played Virgil. We never saw him again, as far as I'm so concerned. Yeah. But Stalker Channing, one Miss Rizzo.
1: Oh, Stalker Channing, goddess divine.
0: <laughs> she ends up married to a mechanic, which is how she left the Grease movie. Oh. So, <laughs> she did. She ended up with Kodiki. Oh,
1: yeah. She did. So, are we saying that this is a spiritual sister to Grease? There was
0: meant to be a spin-off, which was them to look... Oh, No. In the Pink Ladies pro, for, program, uh-huh. there was at one point... Oh no, one of them... Oh no, in Greece too. sorry, uh-huh. you were going to find out that Rizzo and um, Kaniki ran a gas station. Which I think is really sad. Yeah. And sadder than some of that film. But uh-huh. anyway, so... This scene's cute. Uh, Chi-Chi, uh, you know... It's scary when you think about it, you uh, know.
1: They're in the middle of nowhere. And the car won't start. Miss, no, I don't think so, Honey.
0: No, I don't think. I think the scene is cute. There's also a couple of like, there's, there's some real, there's lines that I think are hilarious and I do laugh at, but we cannot repeat. No, and we will um, not repeat, repeat <laughs> ever. But no, it, it it's a cute way to get in there, and it, it, he's such a the Bobby Ray character. Such a nice character. He's bland as fucking dishwater. Uh, he is so he's bland like as Callan's um stew, but um
1: yeah, because Virgil don't like that spice,
0: <laughs> and I do. I, I do love, like, the bit where they're like, no overhead lighting, no overhead lighting. Mm. But then they got to go out in the day. It's so, like, that. Yeah. And is it, was it the... Pre- oh, no, the line I love. This is the presidential suite. Must have been one of those bad presidents.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the <laughs> dustiest grey room you've ever seen.
0: I think the Hubs and I stayed there last week for the marathon.
1: Oh. 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 Must oh. be one of those bad presidents. <laughs> Must
0: be one of those bad presidents. I can't <laughs> think who that was.
1: Um, no, not at all. So, realizing <laughs> they will be there for a short time, our trio are, focus, are forced to adjust to life in Nebraska, Kansas, Arkansas. Who knows? We can't be bothered.
0: <laughs> Claiming they are career girls from the big city, the Moxie Trio decide to lay low by getting involved in everyone's business as only they can.
1: Vita peppers some ragu to Carol Ann's dismay and it sets off the abusive husband Virgil forcing Vita to throw a definitive punch later in the film
0: Noxie discovers Miss Clara the Talmud is actually a film savant and they bond over classic movies and cinema mm-hmm
1: Chi Chi is rescued from a local gang once again by her knight and shining pickup truck
0: but she's not the only one with eyes for Bobby Ray
1: oh yes tension is building
0: <laughs> so again as a cook
1: mm-hmm
0: if someone tried to put more spice into my food before I'd even given permission to, I would have punched bloody Vila Boem at that point.
1: Well, she was, you know, putting her nose in someone else's
0: business. Business, yes, they do like to walk about like that. Mm-hmm. So we should add that they are. Yeah, they find out when they get there that they The car can be fixed. They just need the part. Yeah, I. I'm surprised they're we even over there for three days, to be honest, because quite frankly, it sounds like. It would take forever for it to ship.
1: Yeah, I was supposed to be like, how are you doing this with no internet? Do you have to call someone? Like, ugh.
0: Ugh. Like <laughs> landline. It's going, What's happening? Ew.
1: Interacting with people. Ugh.
0: I also do like the bit where like the the the, the, the town thugs just wander about. Mm-hmm. Like there's what what do they do? what is how do you spend your day when you wake up in the morning what do you do let's get the boys together and wander about let's walk from field to field it is Michael Vartan though I know and there's a little cute cubby one in there like oh. but no know. Michael yeah. Vartan in a really early role and for down who Michael Vartan was he was in he started he got big in alias with Jennifer Garner right and then he they, they were together then they split then they got back together oh it's mm, all crazy yeah um, and Miss Clara
1: yeah, yes, Miss Clara um,
0: Is from Ghostbusters Yes She is the uh, librarian at the start of Ghostbusters That sets it all off There's also, you know, we've we got other people in there uh, Mainly um, the big one that doesn't really kind of play much into the main narrative But is a one Miss Blythe Dana, Right And she has an excellent scene with... Um, where she basically goes through all the gossip of the town. Yeah. And you get the hints of her romance with um, the only black man in the town who runs the cafe, which is, I think is a very sweet little side B plot that runs through it. Yeah. And the other town member, as I quickly get the cast list, who I absolutely adore, is Beth Grant as Loretta. And you will know her from stuff like The Mindy Project. It, just type in Beth Grant, and, and she's just such an amazing character actress. And she... Plays in uh, Sordid Lives the sister that's oh, yeah. trying to perpetually um, try and quit smoking mm-hmm. with the elastic band trick <laughs> but she's I, I love her and it's always nice to see her in films as well mm-hmm. and I don't think actually gives two shits as to who, what the film's about and I think as, for that reason had such a, an amazing career that she deserves
1: yeah no, I completely agree with that
0: one so, a bit of film trivia there for you
1: yep 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 watch out be plot Oh no! So it turns out that Sheriff Tellard is very much alive.
0: Laughed at by his colleagues for being beaten up by a woman, that's charming, he begins his search for a trio solo.
1: Because his plot is driven by sexism and pretty much one long, unfunny gay joke, we'll leave it right there.
0: What is funny though, mm-hmm. is that he goes to a ballet class. I would say the ballet the class. class because Patrick Swayze did ballet as a kid he
1: did and that's
0: how he ends up as a good dancer his mum put in ballet lessons in Texas yep so I think that's a little bit that's the only one that's kind of a little bit of a wink and a nod as yeah. to yes
1: but the rest of like The search, it's just like no it's, it's not
0: worth <laughs> isn't it Florists and stuff oh.
1: yeah it, it was bad I
0: don't mind Chris Penn he did die he died, died Chris Penn didn't yeah, he, he did but die. he was
1: yeah. it, the Penn brothers yeah
0: uh, Zach kind of redeemed himself uh, Sean Penn sorry redeemed himself slightly with um Milk, but... Uh, oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, back in Snyder'sville, the vivacious queens set about transforming their setting and their, and their lives within.
1: It should be pointed out at this time that they still believe the sheriff to be dead and Vita a murderess.
0: <laughs> but priorities. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Discovering a horde of hidden retro fashion, makeovers for the residents ensue.
0: Hair, makeup, and threads to the gods...
1: Wouldn't you know the ingredients to being ladies at lunch are right under the town's noses all along? So,
0: I I think this scene is really believable because I do I've been into small town fifth stars mm-hmm. and and oh, yes. other stuff and you find loads of things. So,
1: you would go into my grandmother's closet and you would find stuff that she wore once in like nineteen seventy, and it's like oh this is fun. And I think it's generally kind of.
0: Where this actual scene works is that the whole film is based on inspiring people and it's saying, look, it's right there. You know, you have a beauty salon. Why don't you just ask for a different haircut? You know, yeah. you have a fifth store. Fashion comes back into fashion. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, it goes in... It's, it's there are cycles.
1: There are cycles, yeah.
0: And it's really, I think, like, just a really cute scene. Um, the one thing about... Is there music playing?
1: I like to believe that there is because they're actually, like... Walking yeah, the, the, the to, di- like, yeah. So I hope that they're walking to something and not just someone counting off. Shall we
0: turn to the hubs and see what he thinks? Yes. Is there music playing when they do their catwalk scene during the makeover?
2: Can in, they in real life or in the, yes? In can real they real
0: hear music?
2: Yeah. I don't believe so. But oh.
0: Virgil dances. He walks into the room and he sees Caroline going. He she's not dancing, but he dances. Otherwise they just look so stupid. Yeah. Well,
2: no, 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 I'm sure they told them that with the intention, there is music playing, this is the type of music mm. that's being played.
0: But the characters can't hear music.
2: But the, char- the characters can hear the music.
0: So it's diegetic music.
2: I think so.
1: Oh, uh,
0: okay. Now they look like knobs.
1: So many circles. <laughs> I think there's maybe a boombox hidden somewhere. <laughs> I think, 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 <laughs> think that would
0: be a really funny supercut, is if you just took out music... To every um, like try on like like changing yeah, room it. scene, oh yeah, and just had in the background, come to aisle five, please. Come to till five, <laughs> and then some kids screaming in the background, and they're just walking up and down, like like <laughs> and then they're going like that in the mirror, and just hear some kid going,
2: "Mom, <laughs> mom." Not, not to totally throw you off base, but like Hugh Grant in Love Actually, uh-huh. is the Prime Minister when he when he first hears his song uh-huh. on the radio, and then he's dancing through Ten Downing Street. That music isn't piped in in every room. How
0: does he hear it in every room? And why is he still dancing
1: if he can't hear it? It's, it's a small down the street. He's got
0: Sherry Blair in
2: the corner, yeah, just <laughs> singing along to
1: it. I <laughs> am the <one>. <laughs> <laughs> He's the prime minister. He can do whatever he wants. Right.
0: There is. Oh God, we've got way off. I love this, but um, so this actually, this is the one thing I did want to bring up in this uh, scene. Is the one thing I always said. The one thing, like we haven't been chatting, right? They're career girls from the big city, and I think that's the common thing that that's the thread that goes through it. And it is the they want to, you know, what's the ladies' day? And I, I mean, we do ladies' days, yes, we they're do. lovely, you know, you go out, you I get do food, them by you drinks, you do some volunteering. We do our, We do a volunteering day without, without that pesky volunteering,
1: <laughs> right? With <laughs> a martini, yeah. right and, in.
0: But was there like that? Was very this is kind of the tail end of the yuppie period. So yes. we've had working girl, we've had all this stuff. And you know, everyone's aspiring to be in New York City as right. a social... I mean, we fucking do it anyway. Yeah. You know, Carol Ann is aspiring to be the role she has in um, First Wives Club. Yes. So, but it is such a... It, that's very for the time, wasn't it? The idea mm-hmm. of the woman's dream is to... Go to the city, really go girl, into the like, workforce. Girls, but then marry rich...
1: I mean, it's post-second wave feminism.
0: Yeah. You know. I mean, personally, I would do the working girl route of um, if Joan Cusack's hair, though, mm. and mm. marry Harrison Ford, because in that film, Ooh. my God.
1: Ooh. Harrison.
0: But no, it is kind of that it is that very... They want to be career girls. No one asks him, ever thinks to go, what is your career?
1: <laughs> what do you do?
0: <laughs> but they are... Cre- they're
1: they're a career girls. <laughs> career girls from
0: the big city, and I I think we need to spend the rest of the day if someone says to us what do you do I'm a career girl girl from the big city Um, and see how long it is before people go but what do you You do do. I'm a career Career girl from the big city (laughs) what city the big one
1: that that would go over really well here in DC (laughs) I would
0: just laugh at people's faces
1: actually I want to do that the next party we're at what do you do I'm a career girl
0: while we're eating <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: while, while shoving our face with Sarah's potatoes right. I'm a queer girl I'm a queer girl with a <laughs> pasta mash
1: <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> I'll go first because you're not you're, I'm not laughing right with that our drag queen trio turn their magic on a town strawberry festival
1: it should have a theme
0: what better than red and wild
1: in the words of Ina Garten how fabulous is that
0: the women aren't the only ones getting a wake-up call, as the men in the town learn how to treat a lady.
1: Noxie teaches the manners to the bullies by grabbing Michael Vaughn's balls. Sorry, Sydney. Wink!
0: Vida defends Carol Ann from abusive Virgil and sends him packing.
1: Chi-Chi abides by the rules of love, rule number three, for those of you who are keeping track, and after turning down a gesture by Bobby Ray, sends him into the arms of his true love, Bobby Lee. And The town dances the night away. Like, what would happen if they had different names? If
0: they had sex, and he's like, "I need to do anal." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, but at one point, I get it. chi is feeling her true self, but she's going on a journey that
1: ends in disaster. disaster.
0: Well, mm-hmm. the. the if, if Bobby if Bobby Ray opened up his mind, I'm sure I opened in a very good time. Yeah. But how far does he think she think they think they can take this before Bobby goes away with Chris Penn and fills the sausage?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there's only so so much that you can do. So, so yeah. There's plenty you can do, but what's well, he gonna yeah. do?
0: Tuck it between his legs and pray?
1: Right. Hope that Bobby Ray has never seen a vagina.
0: <laughs> he may not have. And I'm guessing there's a lot of hairy bush there. <laughs> They've barely learned that there's a salon, you know, yeah. no one getting a wax.
1: <laughs> well, it's true.
0: I bet Blythe Dana, though, probably has. She looks like she's really good with a, a candle and a bit of toilet paper.
1: <laughs> she had the first egg from Goop in that but, film. <laughs>
0: I also do love the bit that within like one day you know they've transformed like the cafe into a bistro uh-huh. and he's like oh just adding a dollar surcharge and you, you know you've paid for the whole thing I'm like they look like they barely have two dollars to rub together I know <laughs> but it is cute what they do I mean it is like let's face it if you if you have if you are running like I don't think any of our podcast listeners are but running a business into the ground this film actually shows you how to quite easily make a few changes to make something quite nice yeah but um no i do love that bit and then at the moment we are going through this charge issue in dc so right. <laughs> this actually gives me like a bit of like a Ugh, they're getting the charge as well because they're not tipping <laughs> right
1: <laughs> it's too close to home
0: my god this is just about the birth of dc
1: <laughs> and it's only a dollar oh my gosh wait until it's seven oh mm.
0: While the town transforms, Carol Ann is secretly fixed in the car.
1: Meanwhile, Virgil and Dollar meet up and realize that they have problems with the same people, those pesky drag queens.
0: Knowing the queens are in Snyder'sville, parties converge for a showdown of Spartacus proportions at the Strawberry Festival.
1: Out of the town emerges a red-veiled figure, and in her most believable moment in the entire film, Stalker Channing demands the attention of the screen.
0: Love her walking out. It is kind of iconic. No one's really done that look, have they? No. Like if the hair pulled back,
1: head to toe red. red.
0: Again, lots of red dye there.
1: Lots of red dye. I think it was red velvet too.
0: It looked good as a wedding dress, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I do. So as much as I don't like Virgil and I don't the Dollard story, I do think it's quite clever how they. That's quite a clever little yeah. bit of how that he actually works out where they are. If yeah. you ask me. And you should ask me, because I know everything about film. Yes, you do. We're near the end, yeah? I fancy strawberries now, actually.
1: Oh, yeah. Some strawberry cheesecake.
0: Mmm. I've never had strawberry pie.
1: Oh, strawberry rhubarb pie.
0: I've had rhubarb pie. That's where it's at. Anyway, throughout this, the drag queens hide in the hotel, awaiting a grim fate, not just from Virgil and Dollard, but also from a town who have discovered their secrets. There's tension.
1: Instead, each of their new friends stand up for them, declaring themselves to be the drag queens that Virgil and Dollard are looking for.
0: I'm Brian, and so's my wife. <laughs> Virgil and the Sheriff give up, leaving a town in our trio to celebrate the strawberries, tolerance, and suspiciously large women.
1: <laughs> Very large <laughs> women.
0: <laughs> it's a cute scene. It's a standard one at the end.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit cliche.
0: I'll be honest, I'm still not quite convinced anyone apart from Stockard Channing knows what a drag queen is. Right. And I think that you you could really probably cut in there, like that if you had, you could have cut in Diane Vice line of, it's
1: a man,
0: <laughs> like, over the crowd scenes, and just have her going, they're two men, Dude. it's a man. <laughs> and they're still going, what? What? <laughs> what? Strawberry's anyone? <laughs> also, like, I I, I don't want to rip holes, but at the same time, is. They've never really established why strawberries and where all these fucking strawberries come from. Because
1: you don't see a single strawberry field, you see corn. There's no strawberry fields.
0: I mean, if it was a corn shucking festival. Sure. Chi <laughs> so Chi bit... comes out doing tr- tricks of a cob, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what should we get free <laughs> 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 Then it makes sense. But no, it's lovely and I think the strawberry, the red, but you know the whole. What is it? The, the you know that the the smoking gun. The idea is, if you mm-hmm. mention a gun in one scene, it has to be shot in the next.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At not one point do they say strawberries. Stra-. But Daniel, you know a little bit more about this country than I
1: do. Uh-huh. Would there be a where this? Would there be a strawberry thing? So there are different festivals across this country. However, I don't know strawberries being grown in Nebraska, Kansas. Like it's corn. Cool. It's fields of corn, sunflowers. You could have a sunflower festival, but strawberries...
0: Yellow for gender neutral.
1: Right, you know, you get strawberries in, like, California and, like, parts of Georgia. Like, honestly, not... Not there. Not Nebraska.
0: But it's still fun, and we yeah. love it. And those are good, sturdy tables, because if anyone's ever seen a long table fall, for, for free men to walk on them and not collapse in hilarity...
1: A long table. table in the middle of the road.
0: <laughs> also, I can't but help but feel that those are some dusty pies.
1: <laughs> oh, it had to be. It had to be the dustiest dryest pies ever. <laughs> And they're like, I can
0: taste road.
1: Well, you just, like, see, I think at one point in that scene, like, the wind is whipping, like, around stocker Channing, and I'm like, oh, those pies are just full of dirt. There's some dusty muffins. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, no.
0: Again, side note, we do adore this film.
1: But there are moments. <laughs> moments. The
0: free angels, led by Farrah Fawcett Majors, um, <laughs> Kate Jackson and... Damn it, I can't remember the original one.
1: Oh, oh, she was a spokesperson for Tuesday Morning. What was it?
0: Lucy Liu. Bissette. Bessette. Jacqueline Bessette.
1: There you go.
2: God, we're good, aren't we? I
1: know. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers <laughs> on yeah. that one. Remember the three original Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Jeff you know Force?
0: it was only in one series?
1: I didn't realise that. Her,
0: her star rose and she went quite quickly.
1: Yeah. That hair. That hair. That hair. There you go. I did love Charlie's Angels.
0: Anyway, the three <laughs> angels... St- Stockard Channing's words Not ours That would be nice babe By the way thank you Yes um, the f- Again Sorry we're going to keep this being though The three angels Stockard Channing's words Not ours Drive off into the sunset With Charlie Nowhere to be found I have to ask Charlie
1: Charlie's angels There we go Okay God st- <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> Literally you just made the joke And you didn't make the connection I lo- I It's 11.58 in the morning And my husband's pouring me My third glass of champagne I mean, I, sorry, I thought you would get the reference whenever I was making that line. So, anyway, But it did
0: add in this comedy element. Anyway, and, continue.
1: So our film ends with larger than life is just the right size. As the little Latin boy in drag, or our drag princess has become the drag queen crowned by her statuesque self, Miss Julie Neymar.
0: I'm going to say this and you might need to turn down your volume. Oh God. He wasn't entered in the competition. How did he win?
1: That is an excellent plot hole.
0: It is the hugest <laughs> plot hole.
1: Because it's supposed to be Noxie and Vita that are in the competition. I get
0: it. He's learned his lesson. Pardon?
1: I think it's the year after.
2: I think they all go. I think they don't make it very clear, but I think it's the next year after. Okay, that. let's go of that one. Because yeah. well, no, because uh, who crowns who crowns her? Judy Emo. Yeah. Okay. But I thought Vita also had to like bow down and take her crown off or something.
1: No. 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 Okay. No, they have the flowers.
0: They, they, they Yeah, because they, they, they stand yeah. together yeah. and they release... Yeah. yeah. So that is my only thing. She does look amazing. I'm loving... Yeah. I do love a drag queen that's brave enough to wear a short crop wig. Yes. And it frames her face so stunningly. Stunningly. Beautiful. I also kind of... So... The, as we established in our trivia because uh-huh. we are very well researched
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that... This is actually based on a legitimate the title comes from an actual signed photo by Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, let's find a celebrity mm-hmm. and we'll just call it after whatever celebrity agrees. This film is lion, and it is a lovely point and it is beautiful. She does go, oh, Julie Newmar, Goddess of Screen Stage and the Screen
2: mm-hmm.
0: Is at the in the last scene? I know how cruel a little bit quiet at that point because yeah. she's retiring, you know. She yeah. deserved it. She was Catwoman for fuck's sake. Exactly. But I wonder what if they had any backup plan if Judy Newmar wasn't able to do it.
1: I have no clue. That, that is another plot hole.
0: But it's a lovely end scene, mm-hmm. and I think that you know they. It's just they all look gorgeous. It's, mm-hmm. It is a nice episode. I know it's a plot hole, but I do think it wraps it up really lovely. It does. Um, I just love the way they will just sort of look at each other, and they're like, ah, ah. and I also the, like the ongoing joke that like Chichi's stories are boring. <laughs> Princess show whatever her name is, Lauretta. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but I think it's rather interesting. So that we have all the drag cameos at the beginning of the film, but you don't have any drag cameos at the end of the film yeah you know like I, I think that that could have been another opportunity. but at the same less. time
0: as you have to kind of pause it and I think by that point they um, they I can I, I think it would be nice to have one uh, I think potentially taking the crown from one to the other. yeah
1: like that that's how you would do it if like all right, we're crowning. But it does... We're crowning. No. <laughs> Sorry.
0: And I thought you say drive off into the sunset. If I was in that fucking car, I'd drive off early in the morning as possible so I had as much, much daylight as possible to drive in, quite frankly. Oh, but anyway...
1: Yes, not to stop yet again. Like, at a rest stop. No.
0: But no, it's a lovely scene. and I think the scene between um, stockard Channing's Carol Ann and, and Vida's lovely and I think that...
1: Because Caroline's empowered powder, now,
0: powder. but I do also think that when you look at the scene, and again, this film is, it's very well written. I'm gonna be blunt; it's not very well directed, and I think yeah. that a lot of the, the the threads you are tied up, but you don't huh. see it. And the the question is like, what are they all looking for? You know, you know Chichi wants to feel beautiful. Um, Noxima doesn't have an arc. No, and, she doesn't. <laughs> and I think that if anything... That's weird. But even Vida, the bit... You know that she's been rejected by her parents. Mm-hmm. And... That's... But that's not played up. You know, She yeah. does not care. But at the end of it, when... When are Channing, when Carol Ann looks at her and goes... You know, I see you as, a, see you as an angel. And she looks generally touched. Someone's looked at her and falling in love with the person that she generally wants to be I think that's such a lovely moment and and Patrick Swayze's face is really quite lovely in it he really is such a fantastic actor and the world is a sad place for him not being around but it it, it answers a question that wasn't asked and I don't think they set up that that's what Vida's on this journey for
1: right and I will say like I've been hinting at it in the notes but I do think don't get me wrong I love Stalker Channing but I think she was miscast.
0: Why why do you say that?
1: Because she's not a believable victim. Like she owns whatever, you know, screen she comes on and I'm just like, I can't get past that. Like And it's and it's not
0: that she's not a good actress, but yeah. she is I mean
1: she has this inner strength that I'm just She's like, very
0: old school like yeah. like like bombshell character. You know, she started yeah. off on screens as Betty Rizzo, mm-hmm. um sorry, Elizabeth Rizzo. Mhm. And then it went on from there. You know, then... Uh, then was sort of reintroduced to the world. I know she had, had a consistent career, mm-hmm. but as Abigail Bartlett in... Yes. In West Wing.
1: And commanding in that. Like, perfectly cast. I mean, she that. has to
0: be up against Martin Sheen. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was... i would be honest, the original... You know, she was meant to be like the Hillary Clinton, the Michelle Obama. She's mm-hmm. definitely a Democrat wife, because, you know...
2: Yeah.
0: Saying that like Laura Brishon But anyway... Um, Laura Bush kill um no but it is I, I I think she plays it down but also is Bobby Lee her daughter yes it, it doesn't ever you never it's so I I, I I do love this film I think it's funny I actually think out of all of it you know um uh Wesley Snipes is so so funny In mm-hmm. he has all the best lines
1: which is opposite of what he was known for, for up, time. up until that point you know
0: he was so he was and I don't think he'd do the film now I think no. he would be too paranoid to do it now Yeah, but he did this really great show I think Patrick Swayze is lovely I think John Leguizamo is amazing I, I adore him as who well who has
1: been on the record of saying it was one of his favourite films that he's ever yeah. done yeah
0: and then he because he blew up just after that when he was in Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. and obviously he's The the big box office hit Super Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins. Yeah. (laughs) And box set. But, you know, he is, it is all good, but there's just no. That script needed one more pass.
1: Yeah.
0: And it doesn't, there's no. Carrie
1: Fisher, where were you to do the script doctoring?
0: Well, where? She's good at dialogue, but no, I really need one more little, little pass just to tighten up that, give some narrative to people, add in some lines.
1: Yeah, just a few lines here and there. Could have saved it.
0: I know we've been discussing this already, mm-hmm. but that was too on foo. Thanks very much, Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. Daniel, what are your thoughts about this larger-than-life film now, having had that quick discussion?
1: So, having had that quick discussion issue... Hold on one second.
0: Busby Berkeley down there. That's her, that, that's Death Dogs on, on podcast nickname now, is Busby Berkeley. Are you she, done? She,
1: was she trying to play with bug? She's trying to <laughs> play with Bug. <Burke>. Oh, <laughs> That's so cute. She's bug
0: like, is... Bug is not... He's just tired. <laughs> I
1: was going to say... I was like... Is he even aware that she's doing it? Sorry.
0: He's a fatigued Timothy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, this
0: is really cute. Oh. So, Daniel, what, what do you, How do you feel, though, about this?
1: You know, I think it definitely captures a moment. Yeah. And, you know, queer culture, I think... Um, I think that part of it's a little bit dated. But, again, like I was talking before we started recording... Sadly, a lot of this is coming back. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, into a little bit more of an intolerant phase in our, you know, culture at the moment. So it's still timely.
0: It is. I I think it's overall. It's a really good film. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think that everyone, no one in there is is phoning it in. I think that everyone wants to be there. I think that, you know, you've got the fact that there are two major stars in it, two of them... And there's no actual hint that Patrick Swayze didn't want to be there. He just right. was one of the last people considered and apparently right. only took the role. You know, you know, I love my fun facts. It's I a math fact. Um, but he actually, the only reason he would do it, he did it, was he had a makeup artist dress him as a woman mm-hmm. and they walked around New York. Oh. And he said he had to feel like he. could if he wasn't convincing as a woman, he couldn't do it. He said, no. And that's because he, not that it He's was re-mouthed. for him. him But he said, if... People, if I can't walk around the streets and people think I'm a woman, there's no point. In this film this film is not going to work.
1: And that, and that's a fair fair way of doing it, actually.
0: But I think it is. I think it is. I I think this film has a lot of impact. Um, I said you've got Blythe, Dana Stockard Channing, mm-hmm. a Dalton for that. And I love that they're in there to reinforce as old school Hollywood. You've got you know the new wave Hollywood coming in as the leads. Right. I think it's 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 hugely important culturally. I just think as a film. It, and I'm not shitting on Douglas Carter Bean. I think he did, again, an amazing job. But there was some... There's, there's a lot...
1: There's some loose ends. There's
0: not... Actually, do you know what? I'm going to be kind of honest. I'm going to shock you with a statement. Okay. There's not loose ends. There's loose beginnings. Fair. They never set the questions up that get answered. Fair. They, yeah. That's
1: actually a good way of phrasing it. Yes. That's what we've been struggling with. with the yes. Notes, I think so. So, Max... We have to ask the question. Why do you think it's important to look past its more dated aspects and continue to celebrate a movie such as this?
0: We can't erase history. We cannot change what was said. We have to acknowledge that what was said was wrong, that what happened, you know, we have three, as far as I'm aware, cisgendered male, straight males, playing three drag queens. Um, I don't know... Whether on there's no hint of sex I mean Chi Chi is clearly likes the men I was gonna say Chi Chi's rather horny <laughs> horny and actually out of the others the only one that makes an amorous comment is I think uh, Noxie about women in mm-hmm. terms of the loving of the glamour and the stage and the screen right but I think that you need But even to,
1: that comment's not even yeah, sexual. Yeah,
0: so. you need to look at these films. I, I don't know about you. I, I know stuff is said in this. There's there's some racial stuff in this.
1: There's a lot of racial words in this. You
0: know, yeah. there's stuff that Patrick says about, um, you know, Noxema about, you know, in reference to her colour. There's stuff that, you know, Vila says about Noxima in reference to her, you know, her her race and ethnic backgrounds. There's stuff that Noxema says about um, Chi-Chi, which is... Fucking hilarious. It's so well delivered. But I can't say one of those lines, no one where she's running.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a
0: brilliant line. Yeah. But again written by a white male.
1: Right. And it's like it should not be repeated.
0: (laughs) So this is where we end up but I think that this film is very much of its time. Mm -hmm. And in a good way, I think it's a stronger I think it's a stronger end of that spectrum.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: it is and I and i I say it's for its time it 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 does it does shy away from sexualising uh, the male drag the, 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 the male gay characters in it right. and I think that is probably where that for me is where it is most dated and it is so of the 90s is that you have a gay film without sex and if you want to see anything, Broken Hearts Club is a huge example of that. Uh, yeah. There's not even, you know, you have a whole film about a gay baseball team and not one of them is seen making out.
1: It's true. Very true.
0: So I, I think that we need to continue to see where we've come from. We've understand. I don't think it's a damaging film. No. I think that most people with common sense can watch it and understand that a film in the nineties is going to say that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a nineties film. It's a nineties film.
0: It's a good caper. Yeah. And um, its legacy continues to this day. In 2017, it was announced that Douglas Carter Bean and his husband Lewis Finn were working on a musical adaption for Broadway. And actually, I did not know this, but the musical premiered at the Hope Mill Theatre in Manchester, England on October 21st, 2023, which only a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so we so need to find this. Have you seen a Priscilla musical?
1: I've listened to the soundtrack. It's and not... I, and I've, I've seen some of the staging of it. It's not quite the same. It's Transition. good. The
0: trouble is, because of the musical nature of it, you lose that culture clash element, which, for me, Keanu kills it a little bit. When, yeah. you, when they walk into a musical number, you don't have that, whoa, that's a dirty part. Yeah. But I'm hoping, it, I think this will be very good. I think they can do good things with this. I think it's a very focused storyline. Yeah. I wonder what the end of act stru- um, first act would be.
1: Possibly, potentially murder.
0: No, that would be the, uh, that would be the Welcome to the 60s mid-number. Oh. yeah and then so it would be I think the final number of, at one would be the makeover
2: mm, and yeah. all the women
0: come out on stage real large and then probably, oh yeah probably yeah, that actually. song would be like something like yeah and then I think the second act would be like the, the building up to the strawberry festival
1: is the final number going to be larger than life Yeah, the street boys
0: <laughs> nah <laughs> so I've actually dang I've had a this is such a good film to discuss mm-hmm. um, but as we come to the end of the episode let's review the four rules of drag
1: alright rule number one may good thoughts be your sword and shield
0: rule number two ignore adversity
1: rule number three abide by the rules of love
0: and rule number four larger, larger than, than life, life is just, just the right size, size. cheers <laughs> been listening to bitches
1: with beards i've been max and i'm daniel a big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen don't forget to rate review and subscribe please remember
0: that only a mother could love our views and opinions they reflect us and no one else all music and clips are used under fair use
1: we'll see you next week unless we're cancelled cheers
0: cheers